What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and Chief Energy Officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have butterflies in my stomach right now because I am that excited for our next guest, Nicole Mejia. Nicole is a health and wellness influencer, leader, and entrepreneur who's impacting tens of thousands of lives. She's created the body positive women's fitness movement, Fit and Thick, and most recently launched Lully, an online community of like-minded women who are taking happiness and healing into their own hands. Before we get into today's show, I want to shout out our sponsor. I am so grateful to partner with Kai's Energy Bars. Kai's are these all natural, only four to six ingredients in each bar, and they're amazing whether it's post-workout or you just need a midday pick-me-up. These bars have kept me going the last few months, and the reason that I love this company so much is because I connected with their founder, Jeff, and Jeff is so committed to making an impact in the community that every box of bars they sell, he donates some to kids in Haiti. He's literally making a generational change for the youth overseas. And that is really why I felt this duty and alignment to partner with Kai. So I'm so grateful for them. And they have been generous enough to give this community 15% off their orders. So go to kaisconcepts.com and then put Coach Jeremy 305 at checkout so you can get some of these. Guys, I'm not joking. I don't take or put anything in my body that has any artificial flavors, ingredients. So get on these now. Save 15% off. Coach Jeremy 305 at checkout. Peace. Nicole, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be here and in support of what you are building. It's really awesome to watch. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Um, Let's jump right into this because Lully, I've seen so much traction, so much love, so much attention. Tell us about that. Tell us about the mission. And yeah, let's dive in. You know, it's so interesting that you that you're that we're starting there. Like I love that we're starting there, but most people are like, tell us about your journey, how you got here. But mm. this is this is the passion project, right? Like this is what we're working on right now. Um, so it is the culmination of the last 10 to 12 years of healing in my own life. Mm. Um, it is the kind of end point of this kind of transformation that I've gone through with Fit and Thick, uh, which was my first baby, uh, which was a body positive movement. And once I realized that health and happiness and wholeness is not just about your body and accepting your body, it's about loving and accepting your whole self. I was like, okay, I need to expand the scope and make this this project that I'm working on and what I'm pouring myself and energy into, into something that kind of, you know, reflects that. So Lully is a, uh, it's a empowering, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry for what? I don't know why I just skipped like that. Um, We're not deleting that, by the way. No, yes, we are. No, no, we don't delete anything here. We keep it raw and authentic. And I feel like you'd appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, So it is a community and it's a platform where women can go 
and learn about different systems and concepts. They can be empowered. They can, it's like a one-stop shop to live a healthy, happy lifestyle is basically mm. what it is. So you're going to get movement. You're going to get nutrition. You're going to get meal plans. You're going to get recipes. Uh, you're going to get uh, inspirational content, motivational content. And eventually what I want to do is amass experts in different areas. So psychologists, herbalists, spiritual healers, all different, you know, kundalini yoga, uh, all of these different things that I've kind of sampled throughout my journey that I never subscribed to like one system. It was more like, let me sample all of these things and take what resonates with me and use it to kind of springboard me to the next point in my healing journey. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the environment that I want to create. I want to create a place where people can go kind of like how they go to Instagram for inspiration and motivation. I want to create this place where, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I want to get my morning meditation. I'm going to go there. I'm also going to go there for my workout. I'm also going to go there for my breakfast recipe. Uh, I can track my progress there. I can connect with people there. I can take courses there. Uh, so a lifestyle platform and Hell community. Yeah. 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 So that's basically what it is. And I'm still that I just want to like apologize to your listeners because I'm still a little skippy and talking about it because I'm sure as you know, when you're creating something um, and it's still in its vision stage, uh, sometimes it can be a little, you know, yeah. To talk about it can cause a little anxiety. So, yeah. No, I love it. And I think that vision that you have in mind and that you created is already manifesting in yeah. such a powerful way. I know Jump, which yeah. was the most recent launch, it was the end of September. Well, we started Jump in October of last year. Right. Actually. So this is our fifth Jump. Right. Uh, this is the year the one-year anniversary of JUMP, which is a 28-day lifestyle program yes. that takes a three-pronged approach to lifestyle change. We do daily movement, 30 minutes a day. And I know this is part of your ethos as well, is mm. move every day. Like we, we evolved to move. We did not evolve to sit on a chair. Right. That's why we stand in right now, right? Yes. And um, so just instilling like this practice of daily movement into these women's lives when they're so accustomed to being sedentary. Mm. There's uh, plant-based nutrition. So eating more whole food, plant-based meals. And then there's also daily personal development. So like turning the looking glass inward instead of looking outside for, you know, what's going to heal you, what's going to make you happy and whole, look inside and connect with yourself. And so this is kind of the the jump um, lifestyle. And it's really like a crash course in everything that Lully is going to be. And so kind of broader vision, once someone finishes this like hand-holding experience with Jump, they can then funnel into Lully and they can uh, cherry pick whatever content speaks to them from there. Yeah, that's so dope. And one of the things I really love about your whole approach is that you're trying to empower these women to build intuition. Yes. Like so many people out there are very dogmatic in their yes. approach and they're like, okay, it's do this fitness thing, eat like this, um, it's my way or no way. Right. And what I love that you're doing is you're saying like, let's try this out. Let's experiment a little bit and see what works for you. Right. There's no one size fits all to anything. I mm. mean, when you think about, I just did a podcast last week and two sisters, Melissa and Stephanie, they're, they do the millennial, millennial women talk podcast. Okay. And Melissa's talking about how she loves quinoa. She loves rice. And then in the next breath, Stephanie is like, Quinoa and rice makes me bloated and lethargic. And I'm like, boom, there we go. Quinoa. Yeah. One of the most, I mean, widely accepted superfoods on the planet. Right. A complete protein. For you, it doesn't sit well with your body. For you, it is amazing. You know? Yeah. So there's no, just like with food, there's no one size fits all when it comes to the the practices that we should take, implement in our lives to um, 
feel are optimal, right? Yeah. So what was I going to say about that? You did spark something with me. How did you just start that? I started it by just acknowledging you for encouraging and empowering these women to build that intuition. Intuition, yeah, which is so, so powerful, right? Yeah. Like we know. Yeah. You know what works for you, and you can only really determine whether or not it's right by trial and error. Yeah. Right? No, and I love, I love that approach, and I love that you are pushing that movement. And I think that's one of the reasons a lot of women have gravitated towards you because they can relate like, oh shit, like Nicole isn't perfect. She slips up too. She tried this and maybe it didn't work. And I, I, I think that authenticity and transparency speaks volumes. Thank you. Especially today when everyone's just posting highlight reels. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. You know, speaking about like the whole dogma thing and I remember when I first went plant-based. Hmm which was in like 2015 or 16. And I watched Forks Over Knives and I watched um, Cowspiracy and a few other ones. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this thing for the planet. I'm gonna do this for the animals. I'm gonna do this for my body. And I get really passionate about things. And then I wanna like implement them into my teaching, you know, right. and into the community. And so I did. And then for the last three years, I was super dogmatic to the point where it created disconnect with mm. my body. Because instead of listening to my body and saying, wow, you know, I'm low on iron, I'm bruising easily, I'm lethargic, I'm getting, you know, pale skin because I was low on iron, I got my blood tested and I had to start supplementing things. Um, I was like, no, because I want to maintain this label, if that makes sense, right? right? So, yeah. which is that the whole concept of dogma, like you, you're gonna, you're gonna subscribe to these specific beliefs and I think for a certain amount of time, being a staunch vegan was super instrumental in my life. But I've recently started incorporating fish once a week, um, eggs once a week, and I feel good. I feel better. And I don't know, I want to put that out there because I think it's it, it, it um, speaks to what you just said in that there is no one size fits all and that dogma does create disconnect and that you really have to listen to your body and fuck the label. If like... What's the point of doing something for the like greater good if it causes un like unhealthiness in you? Right. You know, why are you sacrificing yourself for the animals? It's like, it's not really, it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So. And I want to know, you mentioned that you've been on this 12-year healing journey. Mm. Talk about a couple of the main things or thoughts that your healing has focused on. Events. Meaning what I was healing from or yeah, things, what type that, of trauma? things, things have, um, so I dealt with extreme depression in my teens. Okay. Um, did you watch my story last night? I did not watch all of it. So it was like, so it crazy. Was pretty long. It, it, I was, no, it was, it was super long. It was super long, but it's just crazy because this is exactly what I was talking okay. about. I actually opened up about my, on my story last night about this. Um, but I attempted suicide when I was 18 mm. and, um, that experience, going into um, being Baker acted, you know, the whole experience of having your stomach pumped and uh, needing to integrate back into high school, needing to integrate back into family life uh, was probably one of the most traumatic experiences in my life. Uh, why I was depressed um, a number of things. Um, I've had genetic testing and I found out that I have uh, genetic mutations that are 
people people with this genetic mutation have higher instances of um, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, just mental illness. Right. Uh, and I think just like a lack of tools. You know, before we started, you had said you went through a traumatic experience in your early 20s and you lacked the tools. Yeah. And when you are an emotional, sensitive um, child and you lack the tools to be able to understand that inner world, mm -hmm. it can be isolating. And, you know, I don't want to get too much into my childhood, um, but... Yeah, I just I came to this place in in as a, a teen, um, a senior in high school, where I felt unsupported, I felt lonely, I felt um, like life was painful, and why live life if that's what life was? Uh, so since since that time, after I went into the mental hospital and I came out, I did homeschooling to finish high school. And then my sister lived in Orlando. She went to UCF. And so I went up to UCF to live with her. And I was on antidepressants and in therapy. But I remember like this moment where I was like, I saw like a different life, right? And I remember saying, I'm going to overcome this. It was like the first moment that I remember like having mental fortitude and saying mm. like, I'm going to overcome this. I'm not going to be depressed forever. I see a different life that's possible for me. And I started on that train. And fitness was the first, um, I guess, tool that I learned and mastered in order to overcome that. Right. Was that the first, thanks for sharing that, by the yeah. way, was, was last night on your story, was that the first time you shared about the suicide attempt? No, so this kind of is also what we were talking about before, but in, in 2017, early 2017, I had gone to Costa Rica and I had had an ex a spiritual experience there and that trauma came up mm. and I began from that point of the, a process of healing and in for me, healing involves talking and teaching and sharing. Like I feel that if I've gone through something and if I've experienced pain, that talking about it and sharing and being vulnerable and saying, if I'm feeling it, someone else has to feel it too, right? And because it's taboo and people don't wanna talk about it, I'll talk about it so you don't feel alone because when I felt that way, no one was really talking about it, right? So um, once I started my healing journey, I began talking about it. Last year, we did uh, Fit and Thick's last nationwide tour, which was uh, the Women Empowered Tour. It was all about lifestyle change. and But specifically, like, okay, you want to change your life, but, which I've heard this on some of your podcasts, you want to change your life, you know all the things you need to do, so why aren't you doing them? Right. Because you don't feel like you're worthy, because you feel unsupported. Like, let's get, like, fuck all the things. Because we know we need to eat less if we want to lose weight. We know we need to eat more greens. We know we need to drink more water. We know we need to move our body. Like, losing weight is not difficult. Yeah. It's simple. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not, it, it's not complicated is what I meant. It's simple. So what's stopping you? And yeah. let's uncover the roadblocks. Let's face the roadblocks. And a lot of the times those roadblocks are unresolved traumas or limiting beliefs, you know? And uh, so that's what the tour was centered around. And I opened up about my attempt at all eight of the events. 
So that was, you know, it was the first time I had opened up about it on social, mm. on social media. Very long answer did, to your what question. What did that do for you, sharing those experiences? Do you feel like that lifted a weight off your shoulder? Did that help the healing process by sharing? It doesn't really feel like a weight per se. So I would say my, my most... Um, my most uh, significant core value is authenticity. And when I have an inner truth, I feel compelled to communicate it. Um, so I guess it's more like me standing in my authenticity, but less so about me. Like last night, it wasn't about me. It was more like I hit a wall. I was sharing some some Instagram posts about codependency and healing and anxiety. And then I hit this wall of doubt where I was like, why am I sharing all of this? This people are going to think, you know, like why why is she doing that? And I and I was like, no, I'm going to I'm going to like meet resistance with resistance and I'm going to talk about this. And then it, the the depression and suicide attempt just came out organically and I mm. just let it flow. But it wasn't really about me. I mean, maybe it was. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It it really I just hope that my story and my vulnerability makes people feel less alone. Yeah. You know, and I went through my DMs after and, and that, that was the case predominantly. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I did it, even though, do you ever like get super vulnerable with someone and then you get like a vulnerability hangover? Mm, where you're like sharing it with everyone or what, what would that look like? Like you get, you feel small, you feel exposed, you feel emotionally drained. You question like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Mm. Was that the right thing? Does that ever happen to you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, It does, but... I think with what you said, like having authenticity as one of your pillars, it's like that's a North Star. So as long as my actions align with that, yeah. I can live with what happens from that. And I'm sure like I can only imagine someone, a, a girl following you right mm -hmm. on Instagram, which, by the way, you guys need to check out right now. She's always posting amazing, amazing content and read the captions, Thank not you. just the pictures <laughs> or videos, like read the captions. They're very thoughtful and intentional. So I'm wondering when you felt this obligation, right? It's it, when I'm listening to you speak, it sounds like mm -hmm. you have this obligation to use your platform mm -hmm. for being authentic, mm -hmm. for inspiring, for empowering. Was that always the case? I, no, no. Um, I started my Instagram. Look, on my Instagram, I've always been authentic to where I was in my journey. Right. Yes. So when I, when I was at a place where I was very um, aesthetic focused, achieving a certain body, looking a certain way, that's what I was predominantly posting about. But as I can, as I started to go deeper within myself, I started to expand my content into those things. Uh, as far as an obligation, obligation sounds like it's a burden. Mm. I almost feel like it's a, res I mean, responsibility does too. I, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't intend yeah, it to yeah. be a no, burden. No, 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 that, that's fine, that's fine. I, I just, I look at my social platform as a gift and as it's a choice, what I could use it for. I could use it for like, self-glorification which sometimes it is you know like sometimes it is posting a sexy picture 
but if I'm authentically feeling sexy in the moment, right? Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's posting a revealing photo or a revealing story because I I feel like the world needs more real people talking about real shit. And I really want to show like this is the power, like duality is a thing, right? Like I believe anyways that you have just as much, you have, you have a darkness in you, you have a light in you, and that every day being a human being is dancing within that. Mm. And um, to show that, because if, if that's my inner experience and I'm following a bunch, bunch of people who are only posting light, then in my darkness, I feel shame, I feel guilt, I feel embarrassment, I feel like I hate it, I want to reject it. But real power as a human being comes from integrating that, you know, and saying like, yeah, I get jealous, I get anxious, you know. I'm into weird sexual shit, like whatever it is, you know, right. and owning that so that it's not, you know, that whole thing of like what, what you, what is it? What you resist persi persists mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of my, my recent, uh, I guess, approach to personal development is this whole concept of integration. Okay. Yeah. What is something right now that you feel like you're still healing? Yo, Jeremy coming in with the fucking deep questions. <laughs> you already know. It's the shrooms talking. Dude. <laughs> okay, what do I feel like I'm healing right now? What do I feel like you gotta, I'm healing You got to right talk now? in the mic. Not that you could talk in the heavens like this. What do I feel like I'm healing right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> much better. Um, geez, give me a second of reflection. What's healing right now? What's healing right now is um, imposter syndrome. You ever heard of this? Yeah, of yeah. course. Imposter syndrome. Um, always kind of feeling like I'm not worthy to stand where I'm standing um, or lead the way that I lead. That's, yeah, something that I'm, I'm currently in therapy for. <laughs> and my therapist has me doing exercises in the mirror, which is hilarious. But effective. You got to show me some of those exercises. Okay. okay, cool. What's something that you feel like you're healing? Something that I'm healing... It's a good question. So for me, two things. Uh, so I recently in June did gratitude, which is like a transformational training. It's unbelievable. Gratitude training? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. amazing. So one of the things that constantly came up for me was guilt. Mm -hmm. So as other people were sharing their childhood traumas, I felt guilty that I didn't have anything mm -hmm. at that magnitude. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh shit, like where else does guilt come up in my life? Mm. And it was coming up in so many places, like feeling obligated to say yes to this certain thing that I might not want to, or keep this person in my life that didn't really serve me anymore. These constant areas of guilt were, were just shining bright and they were illuminating. So I think it's really profound how you were, we, we touched upon this, how like where one thing shows up in your life, you're showing up that way in a lot of other areas. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're having trouble with self-worth and worthiness and you're not enough, that's going to manifest in so many different ways. Your mm -hmm. relationships, your work, and you're going to compensate in a lot of other ways too, and that's that's a whole different discussion. So for me it's guilt, and then I would also say um I I grew up a majority of my life not thinking that my voice mattered. Mm. And that all stemmed from Basically, in elementary school and middle school, I would always get called. My dad would always get called from my teacher, from my principal, like, Jeremy's 
a great student. He's a pleasure to have in class, but he's always talking. He, his focus isn't there. He's not paying attention. He's goofing off with his friends. So my dad would basically discipline me by having me write countless sentences. Like I will not talk in class. Wow. So if we're going to dive deeper into this story, so there's programming 101 right there, right? Right. Like yeah. subconsciously, I was like, oh shit, I guess my voice doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I need to be quiet. I can't stand up for what I believe in. I can't communicate the way I want to. Right. Mm -hmm. So all through high school and college, there's things I wanted to voice out. There's things I wanted to support. There's people I wanted to stand up for. And I found myself just staying silent and like afraid to cause any controversy, afraid that I would be in my room again, writing sentences. So it's crazy because that all manifested in gratitude training. We had to come back with no beard. One of the days, like our instructor said, all the men with beards have to shave their beard tonight and come back with no beard. And on my drive home, Nicole, it was crazy. I was like, yo, fuck that. Who is she to tell me that I have to shave my beard? And I understood, I built this connection that my beard resembled manhood and yes. my voice. Wow. Yes, it was crazy. And how symbolic that it's also like around your throat, you know? Yeah, which is throat chakra, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow. so I came back and I, and I was asking myself like deeply, I was like, why, why, why are you so resistant towards doing this? So that really came up for me. And then doing ayahuasca last year, mm -hmm. last summer, also, really, the medicine showed me and told me, like, your voice is so powerful. You need to use it. Mm -hmm. So after that experience, I really stepped into my power and and I'm continuing to do so. I'm literally just scratching the surface now. So it's a constant chess game of, like, those limiting beliefs and, like, being able to tell myself how powerful it is. And these conversations, I think, help so much, like, sharing these stories. and. Totally. And, and really understanding like, yo, I go through that shit too. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think everything you're sharing, yeah. everything you're sharing has such a profound impact. Thank and you. like, for me, I wanted to have you on here. Not because, I mean, the fact that you have a huge following is amazing because you'll be able to share the show with people. And like that, that's awesome. And that's valuable. But the real impact I see is your voice and your authenticity, your vulnerability and how that has the potential to just have a huge domino effect. Like I see you as one of the most transformational leaders in the community and in the space. Thank you. Yeah. And again, I just rambled for like three or four minutes. That's, this is I, your show. I know. I literally, I'm so in it. I'm so in it. One of the things that I heard you say was saying no to certain projects or certain people that you no longer felt like aligned with your values or your beliefs and that you kept them in your life. And this is something you kind of touched on before we started rolling and it's boundaries. Yes. And do you feel like, like along with your guilt work or along with your inner child work? Cause I think honestly, it's such a beautiful exercise, like the boys to come back without, cause like all of a sudden you're Jeremy the boy, mm. right? Like you walked in and you were Jeremy the boy without the beard. Yo, you, you have no idea. Yeah, right? It really, and it really, I, I realized from a lot of that, a lot of that exercise in particular that my, one of my biggest superpowers is my childlike wonder, my yes, joy. Yes. And so doing that also really helped. But continue mm. with what you were talking about with boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Spotlight on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, just, just the importance of boundaries, the importance of setting boundaries and, 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 
before setting boundaries, defining your values, right? Because your values, if, and not just defining them, but really valuing them. Mm. Because if, if my values are time with family, genuine connection, authenticity, trustworthiness, uh, free freedom, self-expression, if these are like my core values and someone comes in and has a front and isn't able to be authentic with me, I immediately know this is not a relationship. I can I can support them from afar. I can, you know, hey, what's up? We can be, um, what's the what's the term? Like acquaintances, there we go, wow. <laughs> uh, we can, yeah, we, <laughs> we, finish that up, Acquaintances, acquaintances, but in terms of like genuine friendships and people that I wanna let into my inner circle, the, the values have to align, right? And the projects have to align. And really, and actually I define my core values through jump. It was, it was crazy, jump, jump was like, I feel like it was like divinely inspired. And I tell people this and they're like, okay, Nicole. But like, I genuinely do. I, I, I feel like I wrote this program, this 28 day program, and every day we do something, we work on patience, we work on forgiveness, we work on self-love, we work on gratitude, we work on defining values, defining goals, defining your vision, like inner child work, like every day you're doing something like deep diving into yourself. And then I did the work after I wrote it kind of thing. Mm. Um, and in the process, defining my values helped me to get really streamlined on the people and the projects that were for me. And it's like, Boundary, boundary, right? Because I have all this energy, as do you, all this energy, all this energy. Boundary, boundary, and now there's somewhere for the energy to flow, mm. right? Instead of it just being like, all my energy is everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, which is, that's something that I learned from my friend, Noor, who's a very special person to me. She, she taught me that boundaries are not to keep people out. They're just to help, or, or to like keep yourself contained. They're not walls. They're, they're, um, boundaries to help energy flow in a very specific direction. So, mm. yeah. And what are some of those core values that you spoke about? What I said, so authenticity, self-expression is super important to me. Um, vulnerability, trust, loyalty, uh, freedom. Like I need to be able to freely think, freely speak, freely express, freely move. Um, super, super important to me. Uh, what else? That's good for now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what are yours? What are your, some of your core My values? My core values are community. Okay. Uh, honesty. Uh-huh. Joy. Movement. And adventure. I think adventure is new, a that's, new one for me. I think that's that. I'm going to take that one from you too. Community yeah. too. Family. So I'll let you take it, Nicole. Yeah, thank you. We can share it. How about that? I'm wondering... I'm wondering what were we just talking about, by the way? Yeah, who fucking knows? No, what did you? <laughs> no, you just oh values, no, no. boundaries, right, and we right, were talking right. about the, you and but but I know you don't want to talk about you. So no, no, we'll we just, can talk about me all we'll you bring want. It back. We'll the here. boundaries, the boundaries. One of the uh, I heard one of my like mentors explained it in a very easy to digest way too. He was saying like just visualize your house. You are you all good over there? <laughs> <laughs> that oh, did you just get a big clump of mushrooms? Oh, it's gonna hit you in like. Five minutes. What's You're gonna, gonna happen to me? When yo, it yo, I'm so excited. All right. Anyways, so boundaries. 
it's it like just, a psychedelic experience? Yo, like a mini psychedelic experience? It's like have you mic, done it's mushrooms, like, it's by like the way? Micro, microdosing. Have you done psilocybin? I, I, I have done psilocybin. I is have. it something that you do like frequently or no? I, you know what? I did mushrooms properly for the first time on my 30th birthday, mm. which was last November with my sister in my apartment. And it was the most... <laughs> it it was it was a massive emotional upheaval for me. I know it's different for everyone, but it was literally like I was hysterically crying for hours. Just mm. like things were coming up. Yeah. When but, you say you did them properly, do you mean like you set intention and what do you mean by that? Um I had only done mushrooms while other, while also doing other drugs when okay. I when I was in like my party phase. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to find out more about your party. <laughs> I want to find out more about your party oh, phase. Oh, I went, I went through it, man. Okay. I, I went through a hard party phase. Okay, so. Did you ever go through a party phase? For sure. We, I mean, it's like part but of like, growing up, right? The thing is, I still love to party. Mm -hmm. I just like to party in a different way. Like for me, like I was just in, a client flew me out to Vegas like two weeks ago. And like, I, I we kind of established like no night parties, like pool time, like let's go hard. But I'm the type of guy, like, I don't need alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've actually been experiencing um, or experimenting, I guess, microdosing like the last month. I've been doing it quite a bit. With and what? With uh, psilocybin, okay. with mushrooms. Um, oh, my gosh. Like, and setting such intention behind each time and, like, just channeling so, so many positive ideas and connections. And it's it's been a really fun experience. I'm excited cool. to continue that but you're so back to this boundaries concept i wanted i wanted to so so one of my one of my coaches he explained it in a way like you have a house right you're not going to let everyone in your house right you might let some people into your living room like hey it's sunday we're going to watch football you're going to let less people in your kitchen like yo that's my food like that's some real shit right you're going to let way less people in your bedroom mm -hmm. hopefully only one but if more than one that's cool too um but again it's like it's having these different categories like yeah this is a person i'll meet up with on the weekend or this is someone who like i'm down to dive deep with right right so i think like categorizing them in totally yeah and like you, managing them right like yeah. you, you quickly determine whether you know there are people that you just know and maybe you like associate with through business or just hey what's up and then there are friendships you have to manage because they take some energy from you or maybe not, you're not into the same things which is like kitchen vibes and then there's your bedroom it's like those are those very rare relationships that you can just free flow and let organically develop mm. right which yeah. are rare in my opinion but yeah for sure okay um I'm just wondering, like, just get it. Yo, I still can't do that one. What the hell? Yo, all right, all I right. told you those shrooms are going to kick in, yo. So wait, it's, it's, wait, it's, it's where your hips are. Your arms are opposite. Okay. We're flossing, by the way, in case anyone wants to know. Um, is that what this so is called? The floss? It's called floss. So boom, boom. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, Did I get boom, it? Boom. Oh, boom, see, boom, now boom, when you started boom, to go boom, quick, boom, boom. we're going to work on this after. <laughs> okay, okay. This is going to be some dope B-roll. I'm super stoked for this. But I was going <laughs> to I was going to ask you, okay, because watching you from afar and like getting to know you a little bit, it seems like you're always doing, always producing, very goal-oriented. Really? Yeah. Are you you're putting up a good facade. 
Wow. No, but, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I just, but I, but okay. like constantly, I mean, whether it's creating the app, whether it's creating the program and doing all the other collaborations, right? And partnerships that you're involved in. I'm just wondering, like what areas of life do you feel like maybe getting neglected? That's a great question. Thank you. I thought so too. What areas, toot toot. <laughs> what areas of life are getting neglected? I would definitely say <clears throat> uh, family time. Um, I'm, I'm so very grateful that I work with my sister, but if I didn't work with my sister, I don't think I would see her, I would probably see her as much as I see my other sister or my mom, which is like once a month. Um, I think that I neglect, and, and mind you, like I recognize that there, you only have so much energy, so much bandwidth, and so I've chosen a path that is selfish in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, there are, meaning, meaning if I work for 10 hours on my business and connecting with people and being on Instagram and answering DMs, and then I only have two hours in the morning that I could potentially see my mom or, you know, see a friend, I'm taking those two hours for myself to recharge mm. myself and do my morning routine. Uh, so that's what I mean by selfish. Uh, what else? But I feel like you're using, again, like I understand where you're coming from, but that time that you're spending is also serving people. You know what I mean? My, my personal time? Well, like you're filling up your own cup, right? We talk, that, yes. we talk about that all the time. Like someone who is committed to serving people at such a high level, mm -hmm. right? And you're kind of committed your life and your mission to that. You have to take care of yourself right. because it's going to reflect in your work. It's going to reflect in how you show up for all of those people who are counting on you. If you're not sleeping, if you're not moving, if you're not eating well. Meditating and journaling and yeah. 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 Show the fuck up. Yeah. You doing it. Yeah. So. But it's so interesting that you say, you've, you know, from, from an outsider's perspective that I'm always doing. There's definitely a lot of downtime and like, you know, circling back to boundaries because I, I burnt out before. At the end of 2016, I had burnt out. I had done three years of head down, high, high productivity. I was building my business, building my Instagram, like 12 to 16 hour days, just like every day on the weekends, teaching, traveling. And, and then I hit a wall and I've learned to say, if on a Tuesday I need to take a day off and go to the beach, I do it. Like no guilt, no shame, you know? I've, I've kind of like realized we'll always figure it out. We'll always get everything done that needs to get done. Mm. And when I do take those days or moments, I don't typically show them. And I'm wondering now from your perspective, because I, what I don't want to do with my platform is to show only productivity because that isn't real life but then you know you also want a boundary time for yourself anyways uh, yeah well, no, I, I, I wonder if i should show more of the downtime to so that people get a better snapshot of what a, a healthy balanced life i guess for me is because it's different for everyone yeah well to be honest i i i don't watch many people's stories because i really try and consume like as little content as possible. Same. Other than like the people that inspire me, which you're one of those people. And I know I noticed you singing more in your stories and yeah. using that joyful voice. Yeah. Is that something Thank you've you. been doing? I love to sing. Yeah. I love to sing. And it's like always been a calling of my soul. I just get like really, really nervous to sing in front of people. <clears throat> and 
that showing like my snapshots of my beach time, like when I go to clean up the beach, because that's also like self-care for me. I don't know why cleaning up the beach is like me taking care of myself. Um, but in like yoga, showing some of those things um, and singing are like me showing those aspects of myself that are also self-care. But yeah, I love to sing. I, I love Keep to sing. Keep doing it. Thank like you. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to try and, get that voice out like mm. i'm just trying to think in my head where can we get you in like a safe space where you feel comfortable and just like mm, chanting singing you know what i mean yeah <laughs> you give me anxiety <laughs> that means you have to do it i know i know it's so crazy i had a talk with my girlfriend nor the other night and she's like she's like okay we're just gonna go to the park and you're just we're gonna pick a song and you're just gonna sing in the park and I'm like this is not gonna fucking happen but okay I understand where you're coming from and I understand that it's something I definitely do need to go towards things that things that we feel fear around are usually where we should run right but I also feel like I'm running at a lot of things right now that are fear producing so <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> I'm not trying to like you know disperse too heavily no 100 percent yeah so one of the other things that I love that you really harp on and preach in your program, are you ready for this? I'm nervous. One of the things, no, one of the things that I really love that you talk about is the idea that there's no such thing as a failure. It's just a lesson. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to ask you, mm -hmm. in the last six months, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned about yourself, about your business, about your life? Six months. Just in 2019, maybe. <clears throat> keeping it recent. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of spans back um, into last year, but it wrapped this year. I see the world in with rose-colored glasses and also people. I see the beauty and good in people. And... I've, I'm, I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning now to be able to not see, not let someone's potential get wrapped up in their good. Does that make sense? Mm, yes, yeah. totally. To, to see, to see and, to, and to assess behavior and to say, okay, this is what this person values because this is what their behavior says. This is what, maybe their words aren't saying that, but this is what their behavior says. And so it's time to make the call. So we had our app with a company and... <clears throat> when we started to hit snags um, in terms of the functionality of the product. I, I have a large following, but my following isn't necessarily growing, you know, uh, um, in, like astronomically like it used to be. And so I prioritize retention. I prioritize my tr the trust that I've built with my clients. And I mean, when you put out a product, do you want it to be a product that you would also consume and the level of service that you would also appreciate? And that company was uh, acquisition focused. They were like, post more, get more, get more followers. And I was like, no, let's fix the problem so we can retain. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being a year long back and forth when in my gut, I knew that I just should have pulled the plug. Like I, I saw the colors but I was still trying to like believe that it was something else because I was, you know, seeing the potential versus what actually was. And so for me, it has been decision-making that like that lag in the decision-making process cost us 
subscribers. It costs us trust. It costs us a lot of money. Um, and so, yeah, that has been a huge one for me this year. Okay. I'm wondering, because we talked about the idea of how you do anything is how you do everything. So did we talk about that? Well, we are now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so well, no, but how are you showing up? If you show up this way mm. in one area of life, it's probably a reflection of how you're showing up in other aspects. Mm. Correct. So I'm wondering if you've done that also with people like, and it's people running a company, of course, but like individual people, like seeing the potential. Cause I know for me, I have like seeing the potential rather than like their actual being. Are we talking about relationships right now? We, we could be. I feel, like, I feel like that's where we're going right now with this. And I think, it's, <laughs> Let's do it. I think it's so relevant. I think it's so relevant, especially for women who like see a wounded man, the nurturer in a woman mm. wants to be able to fix and heal that man because we see the potential. Right. Honestly, my biggest takeaway from my uh, last relationship and I mean, almost six year relationship, beautiful human being, the most giving, caring, kind human being. But I, my biggest takeaway was I am my own project. You are your own project. And we need to be both be actively working on our own projects or else the nurturer in me, the caregiver in me will want to start to absorb your mm. project for you. Yeah. Right. So I definitely think, yes, uh, I stayed in that relationship probably like two years past me knowing that it mm. wasn't that it had run its course because I was like, I mean, it's also it's also not only like potential, it's also sunk costs. Right. When you're like, I've been in this for four years, like, yeah, fuck, I'm not going to like leave and start over. I'm 27. Like, what am I going to do? You 27. Know? Oh, my God. You're probably like legit actually watching some of your friends get married and like have kids. And maybe some of that external pressure comes to play as well. Societal. Totally. Yeah. That like, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I'll be. I'll be 31 like, next month. I'm like, what comes after? Yeah. Next one, next month I'll be 31 and I am not married, no kids, like, you know, doing the damn thing and I'm thriving. And yeah, I, I feel like growing and part of like that security, because now I feel secure in that. I didn't feel secure in that. After that relationship, I felt like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a failure as a woman because there is an internal um, desire to produce, to mm. reproduce. But now I'm just kind of like my business is my baby and I'm good with that. So you're, you're more at peace with where you're at si, and, and, and you're, it seems like you're able to look back and be like, yo, a lot of good came from that. You know, like you're looking at the positives rather than like, oh shit, I wasted six years. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I look back at everything that I've been through and I'm, there's only one regret that I have and it's, Ooh. it's, it's actually very appropriate in this room. My biggest regret, my only regret <laughs> when I was 18 and I graduated high school, my dad said to me, go to Colombia for three months and learn Spanish. Go stay with your, with, you know, with your, your aunts and uncles in Bogota and learn Spanish. And I was like, no, I'm scared. I'm not going to do it. I'll, I'll have time to do it when I'm older. Bitch, I'm going to be 31 next month and I still have not done it. Okay. So that is my regret. But the beautiful thing is that I can always do it. Yeah. I can always go and do it. And I think that would be amazing to like launch launch your vision launch your brand in colombia like how dope would that be set up a little tour interesting i, I can be your translator 
You would love that, I'm sure. Yo, Columbia. Are we, are we gonna do like a brainstorming session right now Let's about, get about it. launching Lily? I got the notepad out. When what what day in November is your birthday? 18. Awesome. Do you have plans for like do you know what you're doing? I don't. I don't. Why? I'm just curious. When's your birthday? Mine is September 10th. So you're a Virgo. Yes. I always drive with Virgos, man. Yeah. Always, always. Scorpios and Virgos. It's like water, land. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> water, land. Water, land, shore. shore. I'm going to well. write this down. <laughs> I love it. Water, land, shore. You put that so eloquently. Well, because, you know, you're an earth sign. I'm a water sign. And so where we meet is the shore, which is a beautiful place. Mm, love it. So I'm wondering sticking staying on staying on this idea of relationships mm -hmm. and a lot of the women that are in your group that mm -hmm. signed up for jump and that are just big fans of yours in general where do you see are there a couple areas where you see them getting held back in terms of their limiting beliefs and their in their mindset what are a couple underlying themes i would say lack of boundaries is a huge one that we see we have a lot of givers in our community, a lot of people in service. So we have teachers, social workers, psychologists, nurses, doctors, um, therapists, people that are constantly giving. And mm. it's part of like, they feel like it's part of their mission and their calling, but then they lack the structure and support. And, and it's more like the self-worth to say, I'm also worthy of my own time. And this whole concept of what you said earlier, I cannot pour from an empty cup. So I need to be given permission almost to pour into myself. So that's, that's a huge one. Um, body accept acceptance is a huge one. Um, so like low body image. What else? What's a limiting belief that we see? Uh, fear of failure. So, and perfectionism. Perfectionism is like such a these common are one these are the mean girls these, these are the yeah perfectionism yeah. judgment and comparison these are the three biggest things that i found are so prominent in our society mm -hmm. judgment we're always judging people we're always judging even if we say we're not like we're subconsciously making judgments mm -hmm. comparison mm -hmm. constantly comparing and like my boy Teddy Roosevelt says, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. It's like we could be doing something so dope or awesome and then we see someone else doing something else and we're automatically downgrading ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And not respecting our own journey. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, perfectionism. Perfectionism is a huge one. And, and with the whole judgment thing, I've learned that if I judge something in you, it's usually because I haven't made peace with it in myself so it's like a lot of projection and so instead of like following if, if I immediately like have a visceral reaction to something like I walk into a room and there's someone that's super high energy bouncing all around with like you know so and I walk in and I'm like lower energy and I see that and I'm like oh my god this person's so annoying immediately I'm like that's sometimes me right and so it's like a means of self-acceptance but also a means of seeing that like we're all so much more alike than we are different Mm. right and like these things these like negative things that we feel are sometimes ways that we can actually associate with the people and learn to accept other people as well we're all a mirror of each other yes have you heard of the it's in it's south african but the term ubuntu no u-b-u-n-t-u and it basically means i am because you are 
You know what's so interesting? When you were when you were spelling it, you were like U B U, which kind of also like jives with the translation. Say say the translation one more time. I am because you are. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think it's so true. Like every single person is a reflection of us in some capacity. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So I love that. And just like I, you can, sorry, but just like you can, like one of the exercises that the girls are doing next week in jump is to identify their role models and then to associate with them. Like who's someone that you admire? Like in person or online? Just anyone, or, anyone. Like I, I really model. love Gary Vee. Okay. What do you love about Gary Vee? I what do you lo- admire about Gary Vee? I just love. Quality. Give me a quality. Sorry. Uh, can I give you multiple? Yes, please. His authenticity. Okay. His, his. He, his vision of just, he stays so humble, his humility and his randed candor. Like he's just always himself unapologetically. And I feel like that's why I really resonate with him and I've really gravitated towards his yes. content. Yes. And it's beautiful because every single thing that you said about Gary Vee, I would also say about you. Oh, but it, but it's it's so powerful when we see that the people that we look up to, large in part, it's because we also recognize those things within ourselves, and we it, what you said, we resonate with those people, and it's like you associate with them instead of looking at them as someone who like you could never emulate. It's like no no no, I am a I am a mini Gary V, but just Jeremy status, right? Yo, it's so true too, because when I'm watching his shit, I'm like yo. Like me and this dude would totally just you would. like, yeah, you we guys would have, we would have such a good time together. You guys would shoot the shit. So you? shout out Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. If you're listening right now, homie, like let's get it on. I'll fly out to New York if I have to, like, let me know what's good. We'll make it happen. <laughs> you down to join us? You're a Gary V fan? I am. I am. Sometimes he's a little intense for me. Yeah. Sometimes he's a little intense for me, but that's okay. Of course. That's Who's okay. someone that you really look up to and admire? So I professionally i would say marie forleo have you heard of her yeah yeah i i think in the same way she stayed really authentic in her voice she's very on purpose and she's built a scalable business model without losing integrity which i admire because a lot of people when they scale they lose that essence and she's been able to maintain that which i really really admire and she's also built in a charitable uh aspect to her to her model which i think is is amazing and most of that I also you know am on my path you know to a smaller scale but I also am emulating that same thing so yeah it's so crazy because you're creating so much and it's really still just the beginning you have no idea yeah I'm sure I don't (laughs) but like and I was gonna I was gonna ask you like you already kind of shared some of your vision that you want Lully to be a, a hub where people can really access 360 approach to health and wellness and personal development and i'm I'm wondering like what other tricks you have up your sleeve is that Mm. something you can share with us so i definitely definitely a podcast uh that's something that we get requests on very often yeah maybe i'll come Recorded here, yeah. You totally, yo, <laughs> and you totally have to dope. be on it. You totally have to be on it. Like first I would, guest, and I would love. That's very um. 
Top five, first five? Okay, okay, top five, top yes? five. Top five, top five. Let's go. Uh, and, I, and actually, I would love, I would, and I've actually sent a lot of people to your page because I got so many people who reached out when I posted your animal flow on, on Instagram. People were like, what is this? I want to do this. And I'm like, yo, follow Jeremy. Like, he's super dope. Um, but I would Appreciate love, that. yeah, I would love for you to also... Um, help us produce content in that realm or wherever it is that you feel like you have expertise that would contribute to this mission. Mm. Uh, so podcast, I really want to do retreats. Yes. I really want to like go to Tulum for a week or, you know, whatever, wherever to, for a week and have these women totally immersed in this lifestyle and doing deep dives like this in conversation, doing classes, you know, having a therapist there as well. We move every day. We eat whole foods. They're touching the food. They're prepping the food. And we're doing it in support of one another. Uh, that's a really big one as well. And that's all for now. That's part of the talkable vision. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, well, I think what's dope about both of those is like you're already in a way doing both of them. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the retreats, but like you've been on tour before mm -hmm. and you kind of know what that experience is like. You did, how many tours? Three? We did four back-to-back -back tours. It's amazing. This was a lot, but it was a beautiful experience. Yeah. And I think, I think a podcast would be so perfect for you because, and I know you share a lot of your thoughts and a lot of your, a lot of your voice through Instagram on stories, but this is such a unique platform where you can connect with someone at such a high level and it gives it gives your it gives you so much more access like first of all you can put this you can put this on so a plethora of platforms but it also allows you to bring in like Maria Fornio is that her name you just butchered the fuck out of that yeah i did right <laughs> no i just heard her on a podcast Marie actually. Forleo yeah Marie, Marie Forleo, Forleo yeah. like hey Marie if you're in Miami i'd love to have you on mm -hmm. like it just gives you I guess a sense of credibility, mm -hmm. but also like confidence. Like I'm reaching out to you. I don't want anything. Like I want to provide you value. Right, I want, right. I want your people. And I connect want... my people to you and, and your teachings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like this idea of collaboration is. In my opinion, Hell 2019 yeah. has just been like so many people that I talk to are like, they, they feel a spirit of collaboration. Mm. Do, so you, do you do you feel like that? Or? Hundred. Well, yeah. I mean, look at you. Look at hundred and ten percent. When did you launch your podcast? In March. Wow. Yeah. So it's a baby still. And we 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 didn't record in here. I was recording from my closet for the first Bless. three months. Bless. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so interesting you say that because there was a podcast that I listened to. I don't millennial. No, uh, I don't remember the name of it. Damn it, but. They had they, they started a podcast and they were telling their story on another podcast and they were talking about how the first few months it was on the floor in the closet and that now they refer to like whenever they hit a, a speed bump, they're like, remember when we were on the floor in the closet? And they always referred to that as like that initial grind. And so my sister and I have started to closet floor shit right now, you know, yeah. and it's all it's it's cool. Like. When you hit these bumps or when you when you go through those experiences, when you just step back and you realize this is all going to be a really great story one day, mm, you know, that. it gives you a little bit of perspective to keep it going. So what do you keep writing down over there? So just ideas that keep popping up. So the idea, how many people signed up for this jump? 450, right? 450, yeah. So that would be so, I feel like that's such a beautiful thing, you know, 10% of that is 45 and 
I don't know how big you'd want your retreat to be, but that would be amazing to have that. Like, hey, girls, I love this experience and I want I want a chance to dive deeper with you. And I'm sure so many of them would just love to have that like face-to-face -face interaction and that community to another level. So, I mean, that the retreat thing, both of those things you talked about are like- Doable. Not- Yeah, and your podcast already, I know, would just crush and attract so many great people. And yeah, so I, I'm definitely, whatever help I can offer. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here to support. Thank you so much. And I wanted to also ask, um, I know we're over time, but I don't really give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, so one of the things that I've really been conscious about, I would say it's one of the themes this year, um, especially recently this year, is holding space. Mm, I feel like yes. I've, I've found this place where a lot of people are, and it's, and it's beautiful, like a lot of people are looking for looking to me and expecting me to hold space and it's something i'd love to do it's like if they need a talk or they need music or they need words of inspiration and i'm wondering i'm wondering how men as a whole how we can contribute more towards the healing process of women and hold space for them in a safe way it's so crazy and poetic that you just brought this up because I just literally got off a FaceTime call with someone that I'm dating and I told him I want to thank you for always holding space for me because it's it is so rare from a man men men are protectors they're providers and if a woman's in pain they want to alleviate that, that pain immediately and I think that's people in general right like if I see you hurting I'm like all right who do I have to kill who do I have to fuck up what can we do you know instead yes. of just being like I'm so sorry mm. that must be so difficult how are you feeling what do you need right and these are the things that Holding space, from my perspective, is allowing the person to be instead of trying to yank them out of the discomfort because in their own time and in their own way, once they're heard and felt and they feel supported, they can usually bring themselves out of that, right? Mm. So it's not always like trying to provide tactical solutions to that problem. It's more just saying like, Wow, it's, it's really holding space is, it's, to me, it's empathizing. It's me mm. saying, I feel you, I'm so sorry. What is it that you need? That fucking sucks. Like that was fucked up what that person did or you know whatever applies in that situation. And then waiting for that person to cue when it's time to come out of that space and to move towards a more tactical approach. Mm. Cool, so. Does that make sense? Did yeah. that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just being empathetic listening actively yes listening just being heard yes like if i say i'm so anxious right now and someone says did you meditate um you know th they come at it with like solutions to the problem what that's doing is denying or or trying to reject sometimes i just need to feel anxious yeah. and i need to own it and i need to talk about it well, why are you anxious mm. well i'm anxious because i have this deadline and you know it's it's and i feel like i can't handle it okay well what do you feel like you need 
to be mm-hmm. able to handle it, right? And so yeah. you're, you're, you're empathizing with the person, allowing them to work through it on their own. Hell yeah, I yeah. love that. It seems like that's a common theme too, is like empowering them, right? Empowering, it's, it's something that you're always teaching and, and using in your group is like giving them the tools. Like yes. you are the source, Yes, you are the source. And I think that's so powerful, right? If we can, if we can shift that thought process and mm-hmm. understand like we have everything we need, we have all the software, we just need to sit with it sometimes and embrace that. Mm-hmm. And um, I also want to commend you for holding space for people. I think it's beautiful. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, Thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, you're um, I want to know, is there, is there something that, is there a question that you'd like me to ask you? Like, is there something, a topic that you're really passionate about that you'd like to touch on? I want to give you that opportunity. I've never been good at this type of thing. Like, what's your favorite song? What's your most profound, like, life lesson? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I can't think of anything. Well, what do you... My, the next the next jump. So the Lully app is not out yet. I just want to say this because I feel like, you know, we've been talking about this vision of Lully. Yeah. Lully app is not out yet. It will launch, launch? It will launch. <laughs> it will launch by the end of the year. But jump, um, our next jump is going to be in Jan. And signups will go up at the end of October. When is this going to air? This is going to air either next week or in two weeks. Oh, Okay, so if you're listening and you're interested in joining us for Jump, uh, signups will be up by the very end of October, early November. Yeah, we're gonna give you time at the end to promote. Okay, damn. Oh, I'm so. I thought. I thought. I don't know why. I thought this was the wrap up. I was getting. I was getting. I was getting wrap up vibes. You know. Maybe it is the wrap up. (laughs) Like he's standing up. I don't know. I was just (laughs) Santiago. Yeah, sit the sit the fuck down, bro. (laughs) Sit the fuck down. I'm like, you know, just reading the energy of the room. The energy is right here, right now. Bless. Ahorita. Okay. 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 So I want to know, um, I want to know some rapid fire questions. Okay. This is how I like to really take any mask off. And your mask is fucking peeled off all the way, almost all the way. It's about to be right now. So rapid fire. Okay. You ready for this? Are these either or, or is this like? This is, what's your favorite emoji? Favorite emoji? Oh my god! Um, oh my god! <laughs> I feel like I need to look at my emojis. Upside down face. Really? What does that signify? Just like fun loving, like. Upside down face. Okay. All right. Good. Upside down smiley face. What is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve is people who talk about themselves incessantly in terms of their accomplishments, like they only only want to talk about like a string of accomplishments and they use that as a mask to not let someone know who they really are Mm. or they're just not comfortable going there. And people who, instead of actively listening, are waiting to talk. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or like in in their minds, they're formulating their next question or what they're going to say instead of actually hearing and holding space for that person to, you know, speak. For sure. Yeah. It's a skill. It is. Yeah. And it's, it is. And like the expression, like we have two ears and one mouth, like we should be listening twice as much as we speak. I think it rings so true. Also, I'm ruining the flow of the rapid fire, but I'm wondering, 
all these accomplishments that you've had and all the success, right? Whether it's with the jump program and you can like make that funny face, but like getting 450 people enrolled to this program, that's fucking special. So like acknowledge yourself. And I'm just wondering, like, do you take time to acknowledge your own accomplishments? You know, it's so, it's so interesting that, that that's what my therapist is having me work on because she says the fact my imposter syndrome is tied to the fact that I don't, I'm always forward focused, vision focused. And so I'm comparing my current situation and my past accomplishments to people like Marie Forleo, you know, and, and it just like, people that I look up to and where I want to go versus what I've actually done. Uh, so it's, it is part of my recent process. It's also super interesting. I, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, since you're working mostly exclusively with women, women actually have half the number of serotonin receptors in the brain. So I feel like that's a big reason why so many relationships uh, fall apart is because there's very little acknowledgement going on. Like simple things like, hey, baby, like I love, I love the way you dress to work or I love, I love that thing that you, I love that letter you wrote me, or I love the way you smell today. Like these simple things go such a long way. Preach. Right? Preach. And I feel like there's a lack of that. And women actually need twice as much of that. Yes. They need twice as much positive feedback and they're not getting it. Yes. No, you're totally right. And also maybe it's not verbal. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's quality time. Maybe it's acts of service. Have you read I'm, I'm assuming you read Love Languages or heard of Love Languages, yes. the book. Yes. Um, you know, using that as a tool to understand one another better and to say like, okay, if physical touch is your primary love language, maybe you need to be touched more frequently and maybe words don't really do anything, but you're absolutely right that it's, men need to make more of an effort. And I don't want to like blanket, I hate generalizations, but. No, it's fine. Yeah, to to make a woman feel needed and wanted is super important. Yeah, and I've I, you know what I found like recently, which has been like super profound. That was super. Wow, I like that noise. Yeah. <laughs> so no, what's been super profound for me is like being physical with someone without like the need to fuck them. Yeah, that's been something recent. For Meaning me. romantically physical or intimately physical, like that, like it's sexual or more like. High fives and hugs. The first one. Like being like talking or dating someone, but not rushing any of the physical mm. things. Like like literally like just getting to know each other and having the approach of like, let's be friends. Like let's mm. be each other's homies and let's get to know each other and let's see where we can support each other and lift each other up. And like even being able to like do sexual things, but not necessarily like progress that. So like that would look like showering together without wow. just like showering together wow. or sleeping in the same bed without like doing anything. Wow. Yeah. What inspired that? Um, it was actually, <laughs> it was, it was this girl I was talking to and she came over and like we slept together and I was just like, had my arm around her and we actually had a plant medicine ceremony the next day. And like, I could tell there's some distance. And she came to me and she's like, Jeremy, I really like you. I just want you to be my friend. Like, I want to feel like I have a friend who I can trust, who sees me. And I want to take things slow. And I was like, yo, that's like the first time anyone, a female's ever said that to me. And it was so powerful. Andre. 
Yeah, it was amazing. And like that made everything else, like the physical stuff, way more powerful and mm, meaningful. Yeah, yeah. And it's also very commendable that you respected that yeah. boundary because a lot of men will take that as a challenge or as I'm going to, okay, that's what you say, but let's see what your actions say and mm. let's push that and push that and push that, right? Yeah. So it's beautiful that you respected her boundary. Mm, appreciate it. Yeah. Um. We have a couple more rapid fires. Dale. Got distracted. Okay. Uh, what? And this is going to be a hard one for you. What is the most impactful book that you've read in recent memory? Um, the Master of Self. Mm. Is that Robert Greene? It is not. It's Miguel Ruiz. Yes. Mm. So Toltec. It's a, but Toltec traditions. Got it. So the same author. Uh, oh no, his father was the one who wrote Four Agreements. Okay. Have you heard of the Four Agreements? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read it though. It's, fuck, so much information. I know, uh. I know, I know. And I'm kind of on this kick. I, I, I'm, I'm in the process of reading the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Who Tim, Tim Ferriss is like. I feel like oh, I just feel like I would love. He's a boundary king. I mean, yeah. boundary fucking king, and he's been so successful. But um, he says because one of my biggest like hangups was that or limiting beliefs. I'm not a finisher. And this is a negative thing. I'm not a finisher because as we were talking about earlier in the convert, before we started the rolling, new ideas grab my passion and attention and I want to fly with my new ideas. And so I developed this belief that I was not a finisher. And one of his principles is to become a, a non-finisher. He says, if something isn't like filling you up, a book, a project, then take that as feedback as if you don't have the staying power and you are a committed person, you know, and, and you and you are a productive person, if something isn't keeping your attention and your passion, drop it. And it's 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 like a process of trial and error. And I've adopted this with books. So I'll like start a book that someone's like, oh my God, it changed my life. And I'm like, okay, cool, let, let's start it. And if in the first few chapters, I'm like, I get it, I get it, right? Because books, a lot of books are yeah. like, the author's trying to convince you. But like, if I pick, a, pick up a book, it's because... I don't need to be convinced. Like I want to extract the juice, right? And in the first couple of chapters, if you can get the juice, then put the put the fucking book down. Do you listen to Audible or do you read all your books? I'm 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 listening to yeah no I I do both. Okay. I do both. Yeah, yeah I need to get on the Audible game game yeah. plan. Certain books you can't do Audible. Like, um, you wouldn't be able to do Audible for like a lot of self help books actually because there's exercises in the end of the chapter. Yeah. So you know, it's like hard to. Unless you're that kind of learner, I don't know. So imagine it's your last supper. It's your last supper. Okay. Yeah, things just got dark. But we all have that dark darkness, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's your last supper. You're sitting at this table right now. You're probably actually standing at this table. You know how we do around here. Um, and you have three empty chairs. You get to fill them up with three people of your dreams. Three people of your dreams. Who are those three people that you have that final supper with? And it can't be family. Sorry, mom and dad. And three sisters, one brother. Two sisters, one brother. Uh -huh. That's awesome that you remember that, though. Barack Obama. Dead or alive? Sure. Oh my God. I feel like this is such a big, this is such a big, um, talk in the mic, Nicole. Okay. I feel like this is such a big question. I, okay. I don't want to make the wrong decision. Just to recap for our listeners. So <laughs> Nicole has one final supper. Okay. 
there's a table and it's an empty table. There's three empty seats, but we're not using the seats because this is the stand up to sitting <laughs> podcast. She's filled one of those seats up with, with Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. And now she has two more seats to fill up. I just gave her 30 extra seconds to stall and think of these other two. Um, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. And. Oh my God. I'm literally like, oh, um, okay. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, Just say someone, it. okay, someone, someone spiritual, someone spiritual. So you're overthinking. You're not using I'm intuition totally, I'm right now. No, I'm totally, I'm totally thinking sad guru. Who? Sad guru. Who's a, he's a, he's a spiritual teacher from India. Okay. Barack Obama. What did I say? Barack Obama, Ellen DeGeneres, and Sadhguru. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing meal. Yeah? That sounds like an amazing meal to me. I feel like, yes, that's my final answer. <laughs> Who would you pick? <laughs> this isn't about me. <laughs> but if you're asking, I would pick Jerry Seinfeld because I'd want some humor. And he's like, Seinfeld, I grew up watching that show. and He's just an icon. Um, and probably... Martin Luther King and maybe Gandhi. Sorry, not maybe Gandhi. Gandhi, I yeah. like <laughs> you deserve better. Yeah, yeah. wow. And I feel like I I would want some female energy there, but Gandhi would bring some female energy. I yeah, feel like. Yeah, and I feel like I I didn't even think about like people who were dead, but that's fine. I I'm happy with my I'm happy with my. It's it's crazy. We kind of we kind of picked. So Barack Obama is arguably the greatest black political leader of our time, Martin Luther King was as well, well, activist. And then we both have humor. You have Jerry Seinfeld. I have uh, Ellen DeGeneres. You have Gandhi. I have Sadhguru. We, we kind of like picked the same. Oh my God. We kind of picked the same vibe. Twinsies. Right? Right? Okay. Um, wow. This has been so much fun. I want to acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you, Nicole Mejia. I love the way you say my last name. It's like. We got to emphasize yeah. it. But seriously, I want to acknowledge you for Thank everything you. that you've overcome and sharing all of those stories and obstacles publicly and being vulnerable, being authentic and empowering others to do the same. I feel like that's the most powerful gift that you've given these people and women is giving them permission hmm. to understand that they're not alone and giving them the tools to really heal and create a pathway of happiness. So I acknowledge you so much for the commitment you've made, for the authenticity that you've operated with. And I'm so, so grateful to have you here, to be able to call you a friend. It genuinely means the world. And likewise, yeah. likewise. Thank you so much. You know, I, I think, and I know we're kind of like moving back around, but uh, my message, I guess, you know, you had asked me, is there anything that you want me to ask you? Standing in your authenticity and owning your story and your narrative um, and being vulnerable to a lot of people, that sounds scary and exposed. And to a certain degree, it is, but it is also freedom. It is also freedom. And I want to share that. Uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Brene Brown is, look up her work because she talks about the science behind vulnerability and shame and guilt. And 
it's just so empowering to stand in who you are. You form deeper connections like that. You get more fulfillment out of life. And that's kind of just like my closeout message is like, be who the fuck you are, own it, be vulnerable. And the people who can't handle and hold space for you in your vulnerability, that's feedback. And you can either manage that relationship or you can X that relationship and just keep searching for people who can meet you there because that's where magic happens. Love that. And now is the time to let everyone listening and watching know where they can dive deeper with you. Right. So you can find me on social, Nicole underscore Mejia. My brand page is at Lully App, L-U-L-Y-A-P-P. Uh, we do quarterly jump programs, which are 20-day lifestyle programs. Our next one's going to be in January. You can sign up for that on lully.co so no m lully.co l-u-l-y.co and the lully app will be coming out by the end of the year so you can also find us there and and if you follow us on social you'll get notifications on when that comes out fuck yeah and guys if you're listening right now and you're a dude right think about a woman in your life who could benefit from this program. Seriously, it's $100 and the value that it's providing is insane. I don't know how Nicole is only charging $100 for this. Maybe back to the self-worth issues. But, but No, but for real, like I've seen some of the content and some of the things that these women are sharing. So really stay tuned and we'll keep you in the loop. Just follow me, follow Nicole, and we'll, we'll constantly be posting about this, keeping you updated. Again, Jump is going to launch again in January. Her app is going to be out before the end of the year. That's some exciting stuff. Yes, and just to, you know, rebuttal. I want to make real change accessible to everyone, regardless of where they are financially. So we're trying to build a scalable model here. And so that is the, um, I guess, intention behind the price. And the goal is to now scale it, right? Is to get as many women as possible on this thing instead of only having 200 women paying $1,000, right? So that's, no, it's I not self-worth, it's accessibility. No, I love it. I but thank you for you the a, feedback. I was just giving no, you a hard time. I, I, she got I, upset, listen, yo. I didn't get upset. I didn't get upset. I just, I really appreciate that type of feedback because what it helps me do is to say, is it that or is it this, right? Mm. And to, yeah. I was just trying to help you really solidify even more right. your vision. On air. That's what you were trying to do. Just that's call what, me out on air. That's what so we I'm do. Like, that's, okay, what, bro. that's what real friends do. That's what we hold each do. other accountable. So guys, I'm so excited for you to jump into Nicole's community. Wow, that was such a good line. <laughs> no pun intended. But seriously, follow Nicole, shoot her a message. She's very responsive. And I promise you, this is gonna make a huge, huge impact in your life. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen all the way through today. And you already know what time it is. It's time to be who the fuck you are hey. and stand up to sit. Hey! Cheers to that, man. This is awesome. Boom. Thank you.